Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Bandwagon Podcast. Ryan Michaels here with your boy Chip Tiernan. What a do! We won. It we're took finally happy. We're we're not we not only did the Eagles win, oh. we are somehow somehow with God's grace on our side yeah. in first place in the NFC East. I thought. <sighs> I, and don't get me wrong, I'm not super thrilled. I mean, I'm happy that we won finally, you know. I, I was really upset for the first two weeks. The third week, that was the icing on the cake, where I was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> but this one, I don't even care that it was with Nick Mullins under center, because Jimmy Garoppolo is also garbage. I mean, listen, we d- we we needed a win desperately, and uh, we finally got one. And you know what I noticed? I noticed that God sent us an angel. Yeah. He wears number 13, which would scare you usually. Yeah. His name is Travis Fulgham. Yep. He didn't even look up at the ball until it was almost in his hands. And let me just say this. That was a terrific throw by Carson Wentz. It was. It was. It, it was. It was a deep ball. His best throw all season. I wasn't expecting it, you no. know. I, I thought it was going to be... I, I don't know. I get nervous when he launches it downfield, but that one... <sighs> That looked that, good. That was with poise, that you know? That good, man. Um, dude, I'll tell you this. Carson Wentz played a phenomenal game compared to his other games. Not 100% there, but yeah. he's showing strides yep. back to what we are used to. I agree. Um, after that first pick, I was kind of PO'd. Yeah, I mean, he kind of forced it, but, I mean, he got tipped. There's nothing really you can do about it, so. The rest of the game, though. Especially the second half, I thought he played... Particularly great in the second half. There was only one throw that I thought he forced that could have got picked, yeah. but luckily wasn't. Um, I have to give the defense credit; they yep. were able to put pressure on Jim Schwartz. Actually, actually blitzed. Yeah. But when we get into the podcast, there's two things I noticed um, about the defensive play calling and the offensive play calling later in the game. Okay, I want to talk about. Now let's move on to the Sixers. Who have hired Doc Rivers? Yeah, man, as their head coach. That's uh, that's a solid move. Uh, only a few days after he announced that he was leaving the Clippers, uh, Sixers scooped him up, and uh, you know I think it's a great move. I think it's what exactly what we needed. He's the eleventh winning coach of all time. He's <clears throat> won a championship with the Celtics. I yeah, mean, it's disgusting that he was with the Celtics, but I forgive him. Yeah, since he's now in the red, blue, and white, you know, mm-hmm. red, white, and blue, whatever. Um. I think that Doc brings to the team what Brett Brown couldn't. That is a steady resume. Yep. A history of success. And I don't I, I don't want to hear about those people that are like, oh, what about the 3-1 losses? It's beyond the point. Doc has won, has proven that he can win, yep. and can keep his players in line. Yep. And I think that he will with the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, he, he really checked off all the boxes for me. In, in what we needed in a head coach, and um, you know, hopefully he can bring his winning, winning ways to Philadelphia. I yeah, I, I think that you know, I, I don't think that the team's upset about it. We would have heard some some of our players be very vocal. No, I think for the most part, or for for really the everyone I, I've seen has really liked the move. Uh, Joel Embiid tweeted out, you know, welcome. Uh, Josh Richardson was streaming when he found out, and he's like, all right, we got Doc, let's go. Um, Ben Simmons hasn't said anything, but, you know, I mean, you can only assume that he's, you know, he's happy with the move. Um, and I think I think most of Philadelphia is happy, happy with the move, so uh, we'll see what uh, what transpires 
here in the uh, upcoming season, whenever it starts. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know, I, I think that it's I think it's the best move they could have made when you look at D'Antoni and when you look <clears> at uh, Ty Lue. Do you really think that those two guys would have had the success in Philadelphia that Doc Rivers will? Yeah, you just got to look at all the uh, the candidates out there, and Doc Rivers was prop was definitely on the top of that list. Uh, and they made it happen. They made it happen quickly. Um, they didn't let another team get an right, opportunity. They didn't let another team, you know, swoop in and grab them. Um, so that was good. That was good on the part of the uh, Sixers front office, and they got him in quick, and uh, he agreed to a five-year deal. So um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, and uh, we'll see. What, again, we'll, we'll see what happens whenever the season starts. We don't even know when the season's going to start, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, not on time. But it's, it's not on time. But yeah, I'm excited. All right, well, let's, for time's sake, let's move on. The Flyers, we have a little bit of news. Matt Niskanen is retiring. Yeah, surprising. I didn't see that coming. Very surprising. Uh, <clears throat> Chip, you and I were talking earlier, and you said it best. We were at the cusp of getting something, yeah. and, I mean, he, he is a veteran, and, you know, he might just be done, and I get it, but it really hurts the team in the fact that he was the, in the playoffs, he did struggle. I'll give him that. But he was one of the few really aggressive defenders that we had. Mm. Um, he wasn't scared to go out there and make those hard hits. And sometimes that's what you need to get the team riled up. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised when I found out. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I mean, usually, you know, I mean, it's different with everyone. But, you know, hockey is kind of a sport where, and it's weird because, you know, it's it's definitely one of the most physical sports. But you see a lot of guys play for a long time, and uh, I think Niskanen only played 12 years. Um, you know, that, that is a long time, but, you know, usually sometimes you see guys play for, you know, 15 years or, or 18 years even. Um, so, but, you know, I, I guess, um, you know, he he molded over, talked with his family probably, and decided that this was his time to, to hang it up. You know, um, it's, and it's unfortunate. but You do got to think, too, when it comes to COVID and the world that we're in right now, <clears throat> Maybe the season might be bubbled again next year, and he couldn't actually bear being away from the family, or just you know, it's got to have a mental strain on you sure. being away from everyone that you have grown up with, you know, your wife, your children, things like that. So I, I don't blame him. I, I just I, I'm a little more shocked than yeah. anything, and that's all that I have to say about it. But now I do want to walk it off with the best news of the weekend. Mm. This is on top of Doc Rivers being hired. And the Eagles win. The Philadelphia Phillies need a new GM they because do. Matt Klintak has mutually agreed to step down. <clears throat> you know what that means? You got the boot. Yeah, you, I mean, you got the boot, buddy. <laughs> I mean, the, the the report said that he's going to have have a another job in the front office, just not GM, obviously. So uh, yeah, we're in the market. We're in the market for a GM. Thank God. Yeah, but McPhail's still, still there. Still there. I just, I, I'm worried that he's gonna hire another Clintac. I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe he'll, maybe he'll hire someone good. But um, the good news is the Clintac is out. So that's exciting. I, I'm, I'm pretty thrilled about that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so we do have to mention that the Bandwagon Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Do you have a moose near the caboose that needs to be tamed? I'm talking hairy, big, and need some support. Thankfully, our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. 
Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. You hear that? That's your moose asking to be manscaped. You know, there are plenty of times where I have slashed myself down there in the shower when you just go and get something cheap, and you know what happens? You get nicked every time, and you're in pain for weeks. But that's why the Manscaped engineering team just perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The premium Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof, includes an LED light, and is made with advanced skin-safe TM technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. You can get this trimmer inside their Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Crop Reviver Ball Toning Spray, both super practical and they smell great too. Plus, for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package Kit, you get two free gifts: the Shed Travel, ba- excuse me, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. The Manscaped Anti-Chafing Cooling Boxer Briefs might be one of my favorite parts of the collection. The Manscaped Boxer Briefs have optimal temperature control with their crop cooling technology while keeping your pride and joy supported. The waistband is also super elastic to reduce chafing and rubbing. Plus, when your girl sees this logo, she knows she's got a real Manscaped man. Pair these boxer briefs with their pH balancing liquid products like their crop preserver and you're ready for anything. You need to to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. That's again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHL at manscaped.com. That crop preserver is amazing. I love it. Uh, that 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code PHL from the moose to the caboose. Always use the right tools for the job. What you say, Chippy? Cue the Rocky music. You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. All right, let's get in the huddle happy for once and talk some birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Well, the Eagles beat the, the Eagles beat the 49ers. The Eagles won. 25 to 20. It only took 4 weeks, but we did it. I want to give credit to two things and I want to talk about things that happened late in the game that kind of upset me. Okay. So, I'm going to give credit to I'm giving credit to Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz early in the game. <clears throat> okay. Their play calling was great. Um, there was only the one mistake by Carson Wentz, and everything else seemed to be riding really smooth. You know, as I said in the intro, the drives just seemed to last such a long time, and when you eat that time off the clock, you take away the opportunities that the 49ers had to either come back or win the game. Um, Jim Schwartz actually put pressure on the quarterback for once. You saw the blitz a lot more. Um I mean, not like a ton, but enough to actually put pressure on um, sack Nick Mullins and then later in the game sack C.J. Beathard. Um, now, I do want to say one bad thing about Doug Peterson. The last drive um, of our last Eagles drive of the game, Miles Sanders wasn't on the field once. Mm. Why? I don't know. Uh, they said They asked him why. He said it's not injury-related, so that's on Doug. Because Miles Sanders... 
could have at least I, I don't I feel like Miles Sanders is a playmaker. He can go out there and actually uh, catch some quick passes or make some good runs. Yeah. And it, it would have definitely driven them down the field more, and it would have left the 49ers with less time to make that comeback that they almost successfully did. Yeah. Um, the next thing I want to say, other than ripping on Doug Peterson, is I do want to rip Jim Schwartz for one thing. He played too conservatively, too early. Yeah. And I think you said that to me last night, but it seemed like C.J. Beathard came in and they just destroyed us. Yeah. If he were playing the whole game, it would have been all that, the yeah. entire game, and it would have been over. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I hundred percent agree. Um, when C.J. Beathard came in, he they made him look like freaking Tom Brady out there. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they just, I mean, even Chris Collinsworth said it during the uh, during the game. Um, they just were playing soft zone. They didn't want it. They didn't want anything to go over the top. So they just were giving them the middle of the field wide open, and they drove down the field with ease. So uh, Jim Schwartz, I mean, thankfully, you know, it didn't bite them in the butt when they. Um, but because they ultimately won, but that he did, it was too early for him to start, uh, being conservative with it. Well, I if you look too, if George Kittle caught that two point conversion, it's only a three point game. They got on the field. The, I, I think they, they were close to field goal range. If they, if they weren't already in it when during the last, I think they, they were in field goal range. I think, no, I think they were just outside of field goal range, but, um, but you never know what could happen. So. Um, definitely. Jim Schwartz was definitely uh, a little too early on the... Uh, he pulled the plug too early. He pulled the plug too early. That's a great way to put it. Um, and yeah, I, 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 the same thing with Doug Peterson. I don't know where Miles Sanders was. Um, he only ran the ball 13 times uh, last night. I thought they... I, I mean, they still aren't running the ball very much. I think they need to do that in order to win. Um and Miles Sanders is just too good a player to only have 13 carries in a game. I'm sorry. Um, he's you know he's great with the ball in his hands. Um, he's he's a playmaker, like you said. So I think I think they need to give him the ball more and uh, you know let him let him do his thing because um, 13 13 carries is not enough. Now speaking of rushes too, uh, Jalen Hurts had a pretty nice rush. What was it 13 14 yards? Yeah, I mean I, I'm kind of iffy on Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, you know how we feel about the draft, about the pick itself. But um, I like Jalen Hurts. I, I just think didn't they're like the just. Pick. I think they're just forcing him out there too much. I, I they they just want him to. Uh, they just want him to get his feet wet, I guess. But they're just. I don't know. I think they're kind of forcing him a little bit too much. Um, he's had. I mean, he's had two fumbles already in his career, and he's been. He's he's had what five snaps, so. I just think I just think they're forcing him out too much, but. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, he can he can figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean the runs, you know the 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 trick plays haven't worked, but the runs themselves have. So you know, uh, you know, we'll have to see what happens. But there was a lot that happened in that game last night. Um, you like you said, the defense I think played really well up until that. that Avery point. came out of nowhere a couple of times. The defensive line played terrifically. They really did. Um, I do have to say one thing before we keep talking about the defense. Yeah. For his first start in the NFL, other than that false start, Jordan Mailata played yes. out of his mind. Yes, he did. He did. We'll get to that in a second. I want to talk about the defensive line real quick. Um, they played terrific. Brandon Graham has played phenomenal all season. Uh, Fletcher Cox has been okay, but he was in and out of last game or last night's game. He got an IV. Um. And so was Lane Johnson. He was in and out of last game's last night's game too. Uh, Josh Sweat has been awesome. 
He has been awesome. Uh, Gennard Avery last night was terrific. Uh, even Derek Barnett played really well last night. Um, Malik Jackson's playing really well. Hargrave's Hargrave. doing okay. Hargrave got a hit last night. Uh, Ridgeway had a sack, I think, last night. So the defensive line in all is playing. It's probably the best part of our team right now. Um, and I just I love Josh Sweat. I love him. I love that pick by the Eagles. That's one. That's one of the few picks that I really did like. Took him took him a few years to get into it, but I, I think now he's starting to he's starting to get it. And he's I mean he's up to three. Sacks well, he's got it year. together now. You know, right? It's he's not got just it together. A... Uh, him and Brandon Graham lead the team with three sacks each. So. And I think the Eagles lead the league in sacks, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, which is very rare for them. Um, and I love that. I think, you know, getting pressure is, is huge. So, um, but yeah, going, going back to the offensive line, Mylotta played fantastic, except for that false start. Um, but yeah, he played fantastic. Um, even the guards, even Herbig and Pryor both played really well. Um, and then obviously you got Kelsey in there, but um, except for that one weird snap that went over Wentz's head. But other than that, he played well. And then Lane Johnson was in and out. I think, um, you know, it's his ankle. It's still lingering. And I think even Doug Peterson said it's probably going to linger for the rest of the season. So who knows with Lane Johnson. Um, but hopefully he can he can fight through it and he can, you know, be out there. Because we're, we're just such a better football team with him out there. And you can see it. Um, so hopefully he can he can toughen it out. And I think he will. Um, but o- overall, the offensive line played, played pretty well. Um, and especially Jordan Mailata. He played terrific. I honestly feel like that false start was nerves too. You oh, could sure. see him kind of sure. jittery out there. It's his first, his first start, first start in the NFL. But he played so well. Played great. Played really great. I mean, I'm just saying, and I do want to say something too. Uh, when we're talking about our defense and we're talking about linebackers, um, if possible, when TJ Edwards comes back, can we possibly think about just leaving Nate Gary on the field somewhere and uh, putting Alex Singleton in? Because I'm sick and tired of seeing Nate Gary give uh, up Nate wide Gary passes. Nate Gary is the he's horrible. I don't know what it is with Jim Schwartz, but he freaking loves Nate Gary for for whatever reason. I have no clue. Also, Marcus Epps, who stinks, but Jim Schwartz loves him too. I don't know what it is. Uh, I you know, uh, Gary has been atrocious. He he's been all year long. That's what I'm saying. I think if you if you can get like a like a like a some a, a linebacker in the draft, like we never draft linebackers high, but if you just get a good linebacker, you'll be fine. You, all you need is one. You just need one pass coverage linebacker that can go side to sideline, and you'll be fine. Because I think T.J. Edwards is a good enough linebacker to be a second linebacker on a team. Yeah, because he's a great run stopper. He's not a great pass co- pass coverage guy, but he's great against the run. So if you ha- if you just have a pass coverage linebacker, it would make a m- like make this team a million, especially the defense. Well, obviously the defense, but it would make the defense a million times better in my opinion. Um, but well, yeah, I mean, you, you know, no matter what, who played safety last night? So Jalen Mills got moved to cornerback. Jalen Mills played cornerback like, opposite Darius Slay. Um, and they started McLeod and Kayvon Wallace back there now. I looked at the snap percentages, and Marcus Epps saw the field a lot more than Kayvon Wallace did, which I hate because Marcus Epps freaking stinks. Get keep Wallace out there. I like Kayvon Wallace. I think I think that was another really good draft pick by by Howie. One of you know one of few one of few right. There's not there's been not many, but I think I can I think Kayvon Wallace could be a good player. Hightower had a good game. Yeah, Hightower had a good, nice game. Um, 
I think Greg Ward had a pretty decent game. Obviously, Fulgham had the had the big catch. Um, Ertz didn't really do anything. Um, yeah, I think I mean I think he just distributed the ball pretty well. Um, and one thing I will say about the offense too, it's kind of a, kind of me still crapping on Doug Peterson a little bit. I hate the I hate the short stupid passes. Like especially with like the ones where like the running back comes goes out of the backfield, Wentz throws it at his shins and then it's an incomplete pass. I hate those plays. I hate the short plays. I hate them. But, you know, I mean, I guess you got to do what you got to do, but um there was a, there was a lot of, you know, there was a lot of good passes that went for 10 to 12 yards. I like those plays. And I think I think if you're going to get Wentz out of this funk, you just got to let him go. Like for example, that play with Travis Fulgham. You know, do more plays like that. I think I think it will only help Carson Wentz in the long run. Uh, it just, and I mean, that pass was perfect. It was perfect. Now, if they only the, from what we got from Carson's press conference, he said they only ran that play one other time before at practice. Yep. Was that Doug Peterson being aggressive, or does Carson still have a say? And he saw something that he could do. Uh, I think that's Doug Peterson. Um, are we yeah. seeing an aggressive Doug back? I, I I hope. I really do. I, I hope. I hope because we yeah. didn't in the fourth. Because and he did go for the fourth and four, and we got it. And when when uh, Wentz gave it to no, Hightower, let, let me let me rephrase that. We didn't see it on the last drive. Well, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. But hopefully that's Peterson getting back to his old ways, um, and ho- and that I think that's just a huge confidence booster for Wentz, because like I said, that ball was placed perfectly. I mean, Fulham didn't. Ha- I mean, he beat him, but he didn't have much separation. And it was, it was just a perfectly it was placed perfectly ball, perfectly placed. I mean, it was it was beautiful. And I think Fulham said only... he looked up and was like, "Oh, he's like, oh, it's right here. Yeah, it's, it was right there." Um, and then Fulgham did the rest. Um, you know, he kind of looked like Nelson Aguilar out there, only he didn't drop it, which is the difference, you know. Yeah, I saw that over, all over Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, that was just a uh, – that play really was the uh, – Save It was that, a saving that, grace that of the, the season. Tide, that yeah. turned the tide for them. I mean, that was probably – yeah, you're right. That's the Other than maybe the, the pick six that we'll get to in a second, but um, that that could have been the biggest play of the season so far, and I think it was. What was Nick Mullins looking at? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was right it to was Singleton. Right to Singleton. I, I mean, he just gave us a gift. He really did. I mean, he wrapped it beautifully and uh, put a nice bow on the top of it. Nice it was bow. Like, Merry Christmas. Merry it's, Christ- it's, early, it's early, you know. Yeah. Uh, he said Happy Halloween. Uh, it's early for that too. But um, yeah, I mean, he. I don't know what he was looking at, um, but he gave us a gift and we took advantage. So. That's all I can say about that. And Alex Singleton got it. He made the play. Uh, you know, I don't think it was it was nothing like oh Alex Singleton read it all the way. No, he just threw it right to him. <laughs> um, but you know, no, he, you know, I, I'll give him credit. He was sneaking over, but as, I mean, a, he as was, a quarterback, you he have was to in see the that. right. He was in the right spot. But yeah, you're right. As a quarterback, how you do you not know. see that? Yeah, I don't know. It and like weird. the numbers that Nick Mullins have has put up, they were comparing him to Andrew Luck and Patrick Mahomes, and then he lays that egg. Well, yeah, I mean, they, they just they they were comparing him because he had he had such a good first career three starts or whatever it was, and then um and that happened obviously. So and then he got benched for C.J. Beathard. So and then C.J. Beathard proceeded to run down the field like a madman. <laughs> right. And that's just going back to Jim Jim Schwartz. Yeah, I Jim. Mean, yeah, I mean, I think if I think if you could have gotten 
pressure on C.J. Beathard, it would have thrown him off a little bit. Because um, as soon as he came in, I mean, we were just playing off the whole time. So uh, it was just a mistake by Jim Schwartz. And hopefully, or thank God, it didn't um, it didn't bite us in the butt at the end. So it was close. It was very close. Let me, and let me just say, I freaking love Darius Slay. I freaking love him. He's been arguably the best player on this team this year. He had two really key... I mean, there. I mean, in the in the last play of the game, mm-hmm. if he's not there, they win. George Kittle is catching that, no matter what. George Kittle is catching that ball if Darius Slay's not there. Yep. There's no doubt in my mind. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, and I think Jim Schwartz has really changed the defense to, um, you know, to fit Darius Slay, and they, they play a lot more man now, now that we have Darius Slay, and he's he's been he's been great. He's been phenomenal. Now, I will ask you, when uh, Nick Mullins threw that interception to Singleton. Did you hear the oh from everyone on the sideline? Just how bad it was. If you watch a replay, you'll just hear like <laughs> oh. I mean, like, yeah, everyone's I mean, just like that's horrible. It took the life out of the 49ers. Um, it was a it, yeah, it was a crucial crucial play in the game. You, you know, the, the the Niners needed to score on that drive and. Right after the worst that interception, possible thing you can do is give is give up a pick six on that on that play. So, I mean, yeah, it definitely took the wind out of their sails. Right after that interception, I texted you and said, "We don't have to be sad tomorrow." Yeah, and then he texted me back. He's like, "I retract that statement because they almost came back and won." <laughs> then I said, "I re-retract my statement." Right, right. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, there was still it wasn't a perfect game. It was by all means, it was not perfect. Um, there's still a lot we can fix. A win's a win. I'll w- take Wentz it. Wentz was not perfect. But a win, yeah, right. A win is a win. Hopefully, I'm just praying and hoping that this gives them. You know, they were just waiting for that, that first win. Now they that Travis Fulgham throw was the Wentz that I know. Yes, and you know how last week I said he made me look like an ass for sticking up for him. Similar to how I used to feel about Nelson Aguilar. Now I hate him again, obviously because <laughs> yeah. he's Nelson Aguilar. I want Wentz to prove me wrong and make me look like an ass yep. the other way around because that's what Philadelphia is. Yep. You have to make sure that people who c- tell you that you suck shove it up their rear. <laughs> I mean, they played it during the game last night. They they played highlights from sports radio from people calling in saying, oh, Wentz is done, the Eagles are done. And, you know, Wentz played well. So hopefully he can keep that up. Hopefully the mistakes start to... Diminish, um, you know he's not going to be perfect, but hopefully he can, he can start to get things going now. Hopefully this this first win is under it's over it's they're it's over and done with. They don't have to worry about getting their first win anymore, and move on to the next week. Well, speaking of next week, got the Steelers, Steelers. in Pittsburgh. Uh, do you think that the uh, me personally, I think that the Eagles actually have a chance against Pittsburgh now against Baltimore. No, no shot. No, absolutely not. No shot against Baltimore. I think they do have a shot against Pittsburgh. I do. I mean, Pitt, listen, Pittsburgh is a good team. I, I saw, and that's no discredit to the Steelers. No, no, no. I'm no, just no, saying no. with the way that the teams match up. I mean, listen, P- Pittsburgh is three and zero, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they've. I mean, I saw a tweet that their opponents this year so far are one and eleven. So, you know, that could tell you something. Uh, but I mean, as long as the Steelers have Ben Roethlisberger, they're going to be a good team. I'm sorry. So I don't hate. I don't hate. Big and they ben. have a great defense. I think Big Ben's a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, 
the key to this game is going to be having Darius Slay on Juju Smith-Schuster and shutting him down and making sure James Conner doesn't run the ball for a zillion yards. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, if, if they can get pressure on uh, on Big Ben and, and stop that run, um, I mean, that's, that's it every week. And, th- again, they have to run the ball well. They just have to. I, that's the biggest key for them because they're so successful when they run the ball well. Um, and you got to give it to Miles Sanders. Just give it to him more. He needs more touches. 13 is not enough. You got to run the ball more. Um, I, I would understand if you're down a lot of the game, but, you know, last night you, you kind of weren't. In the first half, you were up the whole time by one, but you still can run. And then, you know, and, and in the second half, on that last drive, he wasn't even there. So. I just think you got to get him t- more touches. He's such a good player with the ball in his hands, and uh, he, he just has to he has to have more touches than thirteen. Yep. And yeah, that's that's all that I have on on the Eagles. Do, yeah, do you have anything hopefully, to add before we move into next week? Hopefully, uh, hopefully this this is the turn of the tide for for the Eagles this year. Um, is it better that we have Walmart cashier receivers again? I guess so. Carson Wentz is just killing it <laughs> I with guess. Walmart cashier receivers. I guess. I mean, he's pro- I, he's just probably used to it at this point. I mean, I love Greg Ward, but I'm going to be 100 percent honest. He is a former Walmart cashier. Yeah, a former yeah, Walmart former. cashier. Not anymore, though. Not literally, but you know what I mean by yeah, that. He's. I mean, yeah. Do you think that it's a well? Hightower. I I I thought that he was a steal for us at that point. Yeah, I mean, I I liked Hightower when I liked that pick. Two, I like the Quez Watkins pick. Now Quez Watkins hasn't played yet. Yeah, but, but undisclosed. What is up? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I think he is injured. Uh, I just he should. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. Um, maybe. I mean, it could be next as soon as next week. Because I gave him. He gave. They gave him like a twenty day window or something. I don't know what that means, but um, hopefully he'll be back soon, and we get to see him in action. So he's quick. He's yeah. He's fast. He's super fast. Um, so we'll have to see what what, uh, what he brings, and yeah, I, like I said, I high, I like the high tower pick. Um, you know, we have Greg Ward still. Uh one more thing. Speaking of um, Alex Singleton taking Nate Gary's spot on the roster, um, I petitioned for Travis Fulgham to take JJ Arthega Whiteside spot on the roster. Well, JJ Arthega Whiteside's hurt, so I don't care about him anymore. Yeah, I mean, like I don't care if he's hurt or not. I just don't want him on the roster. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, he could be on the roster. Just don't let him play. No, I don't want him on the roster. Don't at all. let him on the field. Yeah, put him on the practice squad. Whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I don't want to be reminded on what we passed up for him. Mm, yeah. And I've already been reminded that we passed on Justin Jefferson two weeks in a row. And you know, Justin Jefferson casually put up uh, four receptions for a hundred and something yards this weekend. Just, yeah. just as a heads up. I mean, I I can't really blame Jalen Rager. It's not Jalen Rager's fault, and that's not what I'm getting at. It's Howie Roseman's fault yeah. for missing, for just not having an eye but here's for first-round talent. Let's say we draft Justin Jefferson. There's no doubt in my mind that he gets hurt if he's on the Eagles. Stop. Uh, am I right? Stop. <laughs> I mean, dude, we're cursed. We are. In, in terms of injuries, we are cursed. I'm sorry. We're not the only team in the league that's hurt. We're not the only team in the league that's banged up. I don't want to hear that. No, that's no, 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 no. It's not an excuse. That's an excuse, No, no, dude. no, no, no. It, okay. It's, it, it's not an excuse. Well, I guess... It is a little bit, but it is. We've been hurt for the last four years. Our team has been decimated for the last four years. But we're not the only no team, team in the league. No, 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 no. Te- you can't tell me that a single team, four years straight, have been decimated like the Eagles. You can't tell me that. One of those years, they won the Super Bowl. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But then, 
even even when we won the Super Bowl, we were decimated. And you can't tell me a single team has been decimated like we are. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, I mean, yes, the Niners are decimated now, but last year they weren't. So when they won the Super Bowl, they weren't. We were last year, and the year before that, and the year before that, and now. Yeah, but that's not an excuse. That, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. I just hate injuries, man. I'm so sick of them. Listen. We're cursed. I'm, it's, it's official. All right. Moving on. <laughs> the Sixers have hired Glenn Doc Rivers. Oh, the Doc. As their next coach. Now, this was speculated on Sports Talk Radio throughout the week. If they did hire Doc Rivers, will Mark Zumoff call him Doc? Because Mark Zumoff only calls one person Doc. Who? Julie Serving. Oh. Mm. That's interesting. We'll have to find out. Yeah, I, I, I haven't researched it at all. No. But I mean, mm. like, I, th- there's been... That's kind of funny, though. Doc Holiday, come on. Doc kind of runs in Philly it at does, this point. yeah. A lot of Docs That's in weird, Philly. Yeah. But... We have the Doc... Dr. Dr. J, then the Doc Halliday, and now we got Doc Rivers. That's weird. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, see? But I think... It's I perfect. See. I think it's perfect. I really do believe that Doc Rivers has the resume, has the ability, has the poise. It's going to be the first time in a long time that we've looked on the sidelines and seen an actual NBA coach. Yep. And yes, I am looking right at you, Brett Brown, and yep. telling you that you are an assistant coach at the most. Yeah, I think it was a perfect fit. I think it's exactly what the Sixers needed. Uh, you needed a guy with a lot of experience, a lot of winning uh, in the past, and a lot of playoff experience, and that's what you got. I was I listened to an interview with Doc Rivers and Mike Missinelli this afternoon yeah. from 97.5, and Doc said that Mike had asked him, like, what does he think about Ben shooting and all? He said, I wasn't as worried about that as everyone in Philadelphia is. Mm-hmm. I like to work with what I have. I think this is an exact quote, but I work with what I have and build off it from there. And I think that Doc goes into a place knowing what he wants to do and just grows that team to be exactly that championship caliber that he wants it to be. And and that doesn't necessarily mean that he is not going to, you know, help Ben Simmons with his shooting. I think it means he's not going to... I just think it... (sighs) I mean, if Ben Simmons needs to shoot, Doc Rivers will make him shoot. That's just what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I don't. It's 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 a hundred percent different from what Brett Brown would have done. Brett Brown would have told Ben Simmons, "You want to shoot? No? Okay, fine." If Doc Rivers wants Ben Simmons to shoot, he will make Ben Simmons shoot because he's not he's he's that type of coach. Like he's way like we talked about this before. Brett Brown was there to be your friend. He Doc, was. Doc Rivers is not there to be your friend. <laughs> Doc Rivers is your coach. He's, he's your head coach, and that's what coaches should be. They should have. They should be feared, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Not feared, respected. Respect. Like they should. Yes, respected. But and I don't even think fear. Fear is a bad thing. I mean, like you. Sh- the, the coach should be. Everyone knows he's in charge, and that's you didn't get that with Brett Brown, but you get that with Doc Rivers. So. I think that I think he's just he he knows what he's getting with this team, and he's gonna do whatever he can to put them in the best best position to win. So uh, that's exactly what you needed, and that's exactly what they got. So 
as much as we like to crap on the Sixers front office, uh, they, they did really well with this one. So, looking at what the team has, I don't know exactly what Doc's going to put together, but it doesn't look like they're going to make any huge offseason moves. I th- I think you gotta you gotta get rid of Al Horford no matter what. I think you have to find something. Um, there's been talks of like Buddy Heald, you know, possibly getting getting traded. Uh, I mean, there's there's been a bunch of rumors out there. Um, but if you can if if you can find a way to get Buddy Heald on this team, I think that'd be insane. Um, but other than that, I think you have to trade Al Horford. I think you have to get his contract off off his, off the books. Just find find someone and, and you know maybe maybe package it with something else that we have. Maybe trade you know Josh Richardson with it, or uh, as much as I hate to say it, Matisse, Matisse Dybul. But uh, I think you gotta you gotta find a way to get rid of Al because he, he just doesn't fit this team. Even when he was signed, like I was like, oh, okay, he's not going to kill us anymore, and then he just wasn't. That's the reason everyone was excited. He's not going to kill us anymore, but we didn't realize at the time that he had no business being on this team because we have arguably the best center in the league already. So there was just, it didn't, it, it didn't fit. It, it, it was, it was just Elton Brand handing out money and he doesn't fit. So I think you have to find a way to get him off, get him, get him out of here. So you're just on the get him out train. I'm on the get him out train. Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we need to look for something that actually fits the team. And, you know, um, I think that every team wants, Someone who's going to, I don't know, play hard out there and fit their team and always wishes for that in the end. But if you got to deal with what you got, I, I think the Doc can put something together. I agree. And going back to what I said, I mean, my dad's been, my dad's been keep, like, he's been telling me this for months now, but he, he loves Buddy Heald. I love Buddy Heald. And too. Buddy Heald, I, from all points, from all signs, he wants out of Sacramento. So, if Sacramento's fed up with them, hopefully, maybe we can, you know, maybe we can, you know, if Sacramento wants to get ready Buddy Heald, maybe we can give him Horford. I mean, they might they might just be so frustrated with Heald, they'll take anything. So, we'll see. But uh, I think that'd be amazing if we can somehow get Buddy Heald on this team. Yeah, I, I don't think that, I don't think there's going to be any big moves this offseason. I do want to say one thing. You know who succeeded really well That was that's on this team right now under Doc Rivers? Who? Tobias Harris. He was a near all-star that's twice true. under Doc Rivers. That is true. As soon as he comes to Philadelphia with your best friend Brett Brown, <laughs> that is true. his career plummets. Yeah. Everyone makes point. fun of you for getting a max contract when you, people are saying that you suck. And maybe it's the coach because that's the only thing I can think of. How do you go from playing that well and just being that good out west, come here and just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a good point. That's a good point. He was he was a borderline all star when he was with Doc Rivers, now, and that's why the trade was so appealing at the time. Yeah, so um, hopefully you can bring out the best in Tobias as well, and I think you will. So I think it was a great move all around, and uh, I'm excited for this season, this upcoming season, whatever it is. Now. We have to talk one more thing with the Sixers. They are retaining the Colangelo cronies for some reason. Why? I mean, I haven't heard that, but... 
And they're most likely going to be information gatherers and kept out of the loop on decision making. But why are you? Why, why keep them at that point? I don't know, dude. I I really don't know. All right. I can't answer. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all I got on that one. I mean, they, they should be gone. That's that's my that's my answer for you. All right, let's uh, just talk Flyers real quick. Uh, Matt Niskin in retirement. Um, the defensive lines are going to have to shift a little bit. They may go out and sign someone. There's not really much else to say there. It's so early. Um, Lightning won the Stanley Cup. If you didn't, if you don't watch hockey, um, that sucks. Yeah. But at least it wasn't the Penguins, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I was surprised with the Niskanen retirement. Um, now you got to wonder who's going to pair it with uh, Provorov as the top defenseman on this team. Um, you know, maybe they'll move someone, or maybe they'll go out and sign another veteran. Uh, we'll have to see. But um, I was surprised. I was. Um, he only played 12 years. Um, I mean, I really think it is the world we live in right now, like that environment that was created, maybe it just wasn't something for him. And yeah. Like, I can't I mean, do he, that he, again. You know, yeah. He, he played through the, uh, the bubble situation and you know, it, it could, it, it could happen again. We don't, we don't, we just don't know. Um, so he probably molded over, thought of it and decided this was his time. Um, so I'm not, you know, I'm not mad. I'm just, you know, kind of disappointed that, uh, you know he's one of our top guys defensively, and we're right on the right on the cusp of being a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. Um, if not, if we aren't already, so we'll have to see what they do. Because um, I no, think we we've proven that we're a contender. Yeah, but we haven't proven that we're a team like the Lightning, like the Golden Knights, like the Stars. I think if anything, we compare most to the Stars, where we're like we're we're gritty out there, you know. At, uh, they go out there and play every night, and like you heard their goaltender when they stayed in. It's like we're not going home. It's like yeah, everyone was pretty excited, but on we don't have that team where when we went into Game Seven, we should have went out there with some passion and yeah. we looked like dead fish. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. We're not there yet, and that's all that that showed me. And I, I just don't know what the team's going to look like. I don't know if they're going to retain um, JVR. I don't know if they're going to retain. A ghost, they might trade them. Yeah. So we can't really make any predictions on what the defense is going to look like until they make some off-season moves. Yeah. Uh, now, the off-season just began, so nothing really brewing just yet. Uh, there's been a lot of trade rumors, including Johnny Gaudreau, uh, Patrick Lane. Yep. And I don't think anything big is going to happen. Yeah, we'll have to see. I, mean, I don't want to give up Morgan Frost. I don't want to give up Joel Farabee. No, no, no. I don't want to give up Nolan Patrick. No, I don't think the Flyers are going to do that. I really don't. I think if they're gonna if they're gonna trade, they're gonna give up a guy like like you said, JVR or um, or Ghost or even even Voracek. Yeah, I've heard, I was thinking Voracek I've too. Heard, I've heard in rumors, so he's got a big cap hit. That's why. Um, I don't think if you're the Flyers, you you even if 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 a team says one of those guys' names, you say okay, I'm out because uh, they're your future. So future. They're your future. They're your future. <laughs> well, that's another thing, though. If they get a guy who's maybe 24, 25, who's got that oomph, maybe you consider it because you'll get, a lo- you'll get longevity out of them. Yeah. But I don't think you're going to get someone of that caliber. Well, I mean, and I agree with you. I think if you keep you know Frost and Farabee and Patrick together, 
that can be a really good core for a long time, and especially with the guys we already have. So, I mean, Patrick has already practiced, I think, he was practicing this past week already. So, all signs point to him being ready for next season, whatever that may be. Um, so, I think, and I think Patrick's going to be such a good player, I really do. Um, along with Frost and Farabee, you know, whenever they get, whenever Frost gets called up and... Um, along with the young talent we already have. I mean, this team's so young and so talented. Um, I think if you keep this core together for a long time, they'll do they'll do special things. Not this season, but next off season, we got to worry about the expansion draft. Yeah. And I, I'm dreading it, and it's always something I dread. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, the Flyers are going to do what they can. They're going to protect their young, up-and-coming stars, I think, in my opinion. And we have a lot of them, so... You know, I know, I know, Farabee and Frost are going to be exempt from it. Um, so that you know, that brings it down to whoever. Uh, but they're gonna, they're gonna do. I think they're gonna do as as best as they can with what they got. I mean, because they have a lot of depth, so they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose someone good, in my opinion. They will. I mean, it's just, it's just the nature of the situation. Um, but we'll worry, we'll worry about that next off season. So I'm just worried about this off season. See what they do to fill up that hole that Matt Niskanen just left. Speaking of people named Matt, let's walk it off and talk the Phillies letting go of Matt Klintak. Nice transition. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> Klintak's gone, baby. Get him out. We need McPhail gone, too. And second off, why would you hire someone named McPhail? All right, listen. And with, a, and with a PH on top of they it. They probably just thought that was witty. Listen, the first, the first step has been, is, is done. We got the GM out. Now, it remains to be seen if whenever McPhail leaves, but the the biggest thing for me was to get Klintak out, and that has happened. So, I love it. I, I'm so thankful. Hopefully, I'm just, the, the biggest thing, like I said earlier, is I just hope they don't hire another Klintak. <laughs> I mean, get someone who... Well, the thing is, like you saw what McPhail did in Baltimore for all those years. They stunk for how long? Why would you hire him in the first place? Well, I think when he was there, I mean, the Orioles were good for a, for a little, for a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I mean, yeah. I just I mean. But I if you're you, gonna get rid of your GM, why wouldn't you just clean house? Yeah, See, I mean, ask John Middleton, dude. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he's not a baseball person. He just must not get it. What happened to all the stupid money, but you're afraid to touch the luxury tax? Well, Klintak said that. Well, no, John Middleton said that. Yep. And you know what? Uh, John Middleton was also quoted as saying, I'd only be okay with uh, trading Sixto Sanchez if we re-sign JT Real Muto. Well, yeah, but now the guy who does that is gone. So we find a new guy and re-sign him. Or... Like with Bryce Harper, John Middleton, John Middleton just goes to JT and says, "Hey, buddy, uh, get get on my private jet. Just just get on. Um, I want you to open the compartment next to where you're sitting, and in there you'll find a checkbook and a diamond encrusted pen. With that diamond encrusted pen, you're going to write whatever the hell you want on that check. Mm. Okay. But you don't get to keep the pen. No, you get to keep the pen. No, no, no. That's my pen. Okay. That's my diamond encrusted pen. But you can touch it." You can you can even borrow it. You can sign. You can sign with it. That's my pen. 
Just write in the email. That is my diamond across the pen. Dude, he's just got to blank check him. Yeah, now I, I think you got to do whatever you can. I think you have to do whatever you can. I mean, he's literally he's literally got to do what happened to Garrett Cole. Here's a check. Take it. Whatever you want. It's blank. Do whatever you want. With you, it. you can't let. Is Steve Cohen in the Mets? <laughs> Sign JT Real Muto. That's the thing. Like you the Phillies are screwed you for years. Can't let JT hit the open market. You can't let a team like the Mets or the Braves or, or anyone in your division get a chance to sign them. You can't do it. Oh, they will. That will. Yeah, they will. And you know what's <laughs> going to happen? JT Real Muto is going to haunt the Phillies for the yep. rest of their lives. Yep. Yep. No question. So Sixto Sanchez. Sixto Sanchez is already haunting the Phillies. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just by having him pitch in general, yeah, he's already haunting the Phillies because he is that good. Every pitch is a nightmare for the Phillies. He looks like a slinger. Yep. Uh, he's good. Yep. Dare I say he is has the potential to be great. Yep. Better than great? Amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, he has great stuff. If he succeeds next year, excuse me, I'll give him two more years. If he's killing it after two years, he's going to be a Hall of Famer just because, you know, screw the Phillies. Because that happens every time. You tired, boss? Um. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I mean, listen. Whoever. I mean, any ex Philly kills the Phillies. Even like Freddie Galvis freaking kills the Phillies. Jorge Alfaro kills the Phillies. Anyone who has played on this team and is now on a different team just decides to murder us. That's usually how it goes. Yep. Unless you're two run Tommy. Or Hector Neris. Well, no, because here's what's going to happen. Tommy Hunter will go to the Yankees next year, and he'll have a 1 ERA. Do you really think that's going to happen? No. But, <laughs> I mean, I can see it happening, but it's not going to happen because he freaking stinks. Hector Neris is booty butt. Hector Neris is going to be here for the rest of his career. I know. Because we, we, we we're not getting rid of him for, for whatever reason. We had the worst bullpen Arguably in the history of MLB. Every time the starter, let that sink in. Every time the starter came out, it was like, oh, "Here we go, <laughs> here we go." How many games did we lose because of the bullpen? I, I would love to know that stat. Probably twelve to fifteen. I would. It wouldn't surprise me if it's like twenty to twenty-five. It, not, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Probably more. Probably more. I think it was. There was a stat that I heard. I would love to know that stat. Throughout all of the innings that the Phillies played, they had the lead the majority of times. So, yeah, most of them yeah. were due to the bullpen. Yes. Wow. That sucks. And then our boy Klentak goes out and makes some trades it to does. just get even worse Didn't bullpen help. pitchers. Didn't help. <laughs> Didn't help at all. David Phelps was killing it with the Brewers. Comes here. Terrible. Brandon Workman. Brandon Workman. Heath Hembry. Uh, David Hale. All stink. Yeah. You want to know why? Because they, because they're like, you know what? I play for the Phillies now. I'm gonna suck. <laughs> you think they're just tanking so they don't get resigned? Why would they do that? I don't know, man. Makes no sense. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm gonna tank. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be out of a job next year. I just can't make any sense out of it, though. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't make bad. sense. It doesn't make sense. But how are the how's the bullpen that bad? It, it, they chose. There's no question in my mind that they chose to be that bad. All right. I'm so frustrated, even with all the good things happening, finally. I mean, a lot of good things did happen. Let me just say that. A lot of good things did happen this week, finally. Eagles won. Eagles won. Doc Doc Rivers. Rivers. 
Klontak got the boot. There's not much to complain about. No. Even the Niskanen retirement thing is kind of like, eh. Eh. I mean, you can't really do anything about it. I oh, mean, and look, for, for you, you got your poetic justice and fantasy. I finally lost. Yeah, and I finally won. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Till next week. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even. Know I'm the second know. highest scoring team in the league, and I'm one and three. I'm. I'm the first, by the way. Just, just to throw it out there. Irrelevant. It's not. It is. Not. It is. Not. Is. Not. Is. Not. Yes. Okay. Anyway, but so I do want to ask you a question, just a general football question. If we see another two teams go through this COVID situation that the Titans and the Steelers just had to go through, do you think that there will be any delays to the NFL season? No. Okay. I like that answer. I Yeah, I don't. I really don't. I mean, we saw MLB get through it the way they did, and they play every day. NFL plays once a week. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, there's buys. Um yeah, I think the, the I think NFL will be fine. Now, will a situation like Tennessee happen again? Maybe. It very well could happen. Their players are out for two weeks still. Yeah, two weeks. Well, we don't know because, well, yeah, I mean, people with COVID are out two weeks. Um, but Tennessee could play next week. We just don't know yet. Um, but, yes, I think if, if this does happen again, which it might um, – I think they'll be. I think they'll make it through the season. I really do. How was Cam Newton the only person on New England to test positive? That's I really wild. don't know. He probably did something stupid. Probably went out to like a club or something. I don't know. I don't know if he did that. He might have just went to the supermarket. That's true. Just got unlucky. <laughs> well, they must have been able to trace it to the point where he wasn't in contact with anyone, so it must have just happened. Yeah, he was practicing. Well, all week. I mean, they get they get tested. I think every day they do. So and in emergency circumstances, they get tested once and then again in the middle yeah, of the night. And right. then what? What's the third one? Some other screening? I don't know. But the, yeah, I mean the NFL has done a really nice job with uh, with all the testing and and the false positives too. And the false positives. That was a really good turnaround time. The uh, one of the Saints players falsely tested positive, so everyone's like, "Oh, the Saints aren't going to play." But then it was a false positive, so they they ultimately played. But um, yeah, that's that's another that's another possibility too. So. Uh, but with you know with with the Tennessee thing, I think it, uh, you know just let let the guys get through the COVID situation and then keep testing all the players who are healthy. If they're negative, let them play. You know, so I think the NFL will be fine. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't I don't want the NFL to cave. Yeah. I just think that there's one thing that they should have learned from the MLB situation. It's that you got to monitor where your players are at all times. For sure. For sure. And. Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, I agree with you, but the big like they practice almost every day, so the players are, are with the team most of the time. Um, th- just when they're not, they have to be smart and you know not, you know, not really go anywhere. Honestly, um, so you know, I, I don't think it's. Mu- I don't think there's much they can do. Honestly, I really don't, because they're practicing most of the time, and when they're not, they should just be home. And uh, that's how that's how the, that's how they'll get through this. So, and I think they will. Okay. That's really that's it. Have yeah. we reached our destination? Finally, finally, not a negative episode, huh? How about that? Yeah, right. We're positive. You know, I noticed. <sighs> Hopefully, this trend continues. When we're negative, we record for over an hour. Yeah. And usually, when we're positive, it's between forty-five and fifty minutes that somewhere. Perfect little yeah. Uh, but 
I think we've reached our destination for the day. Because when we're negative, we ramble a lot, and we'll, we'll like we'll go on for too long. But yeah. when we're happy, we're happy. Yeah. We're happy. It, it is what it is. Yeah. All right, well, go to phlsportsnation.com for all your Philly sports wants, needs, and desires. Uh, go to the podcast tab. Go to the PHL bandwagon. Give us a listen on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. You could probably find us. If not, let us know, and we could try to get added to it. Uh, go to twitter.com and follow us at PHL the bandwagon. Uh, vote on our polls. Um, thank you for voting on our poll this week. Um, now, next, what, do we have an idea for a poll next week, or we're we just going to? Throwing up. Uh, just be on the lookout. I we have to. Uh, we'll come up with something uh, sports related, obviously. And uh, but yeah, just be on the lookout for our poll. Retweet that. Give it a give it a like and uh, vote on it if you're so inclined. And if you think it's something else, quote tweet it and tell us what it is, please. Yeah. And if you hate us, let us know, man. Yeah, just let us know. You know, you can shoot and us. If an you email. like us, like us on Twitter and all that good yeah. stuff. Shoot us an email if you want to. If you want to follow Chip, go to phlchiptiernan at twitter.com. Uh, again, it's me, PHL Ryan Michaels. And, yeah, that's that's about it. We've reached our destination, and we'll see you at the next stop.